Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Well, you may have seen in the news that the guy claiming to be a flat earther finally launched himself into the air in a rocket. And he traveled 1,875 feet into the air before crashing back down and injuring himself. Now, this happened in the Mojave Desert out there in California. He'd been uh, getting publicity for a while, claiming he was going to do this. And his explanation is that um, he believes the Earth is flat, along with apparently a selection of other people these days. I don't want to say a good selection uh, or a big selection. I I don't know, know how many people there are, but... He said that uh, he wanted to go up there and uh, take a look down for himself and take some pictures because he believes that uh, all these pictures that you get from other places are part of a conspiracy. Now, for one thing, it should be pretty obvious this guy is some kind of a daredevil looking for publicity because there's no good reason in this day and age to have to shoot yourself thousands of feet into the sky to get images. I mean, uh, there are many ways of remote controlled image taking. As a matter of fact, several years ago, you know, I appeared in a movie called Alien Agenda. And uh, it was filmed by Maddie Beckerman. It was based upon the Brown Mountain Lights stories uh, and some of the supposed like disappearances in the area. And that movie was actually just a mockumentary. I still get contacted all the time by people who believe it was real, which astounds me. But I guess uh, Maddie did a, a pretty good job, and he, he made it look a little more realistic by occasionally splicing his footage with commentary about the real phenomenon from real people who research it, like myself. As a matter of fact, I think the movie more or less opens with me sitting there talking about the Brown Mountain Lights. And so when Maddie's crew came to interview me, uh, it was very much like a documentary crew where he just sat around and asked me to you know, tell real stories about the phenomenon. And then um, after that, he went out and hired his actors and shot this fictional storyline. But then when he cut in people like me here and there, um, it made people think the whole thing was was real I guess but I bring this up because he got this one astounding shot Um, they actually took what was it I can't remember what kind of it was like some kind of uh, Apple device that was uh, basically it was a camera you know it was like an, an Apple oriented camera I think it might, could have been a GoPro, might have been a GoPro, but I'm thinking it was some kind of a, an Apple camera. But anyway, they just hooked this thing to a, a giant helium balloon and let it go as far as it would go up into the air. And uh, then the balloon popped and the camera came crashing back down to earth and they were able to retrieve it. It was out in the middle of the woods somewhere and... They had this footage from an incredible distance above Earth. Um, 
I think you could basically see, you know, like part of the curvature of the Earth just in his image. And then it comes, uh, you, you have this, you know, wild view of this camera falling through the air all the way back down and making it intact. Um, that was, I think, the most amazing thing about that entire movie. And by the way, that occurs in the movie because that's the camera that supposedly has the footage that tells the story of the people who ended up being abducted, right? It gets tossed out of the garbage chute at the UFO or whatever, and it lands back down on Earth, and so it's retrieved, and that's how you get to see the story. But the point is, there are many, many ways of getting footage from high above the surface of the Earth without having to literally strap your ass to a rocket and shoot yourself up there. The guy's lucky he's not dead. So I I don't know, again, um, how sincere he is about his belief, but I think it is a good opportunity to stop for a moment and, and let me sort of clarify for you my understanding of how these modern-day flat-earth believers actually think, like what they what they really think, the ones who definitely are serious, you know, what they are thinking about this and, and perhaps why they think it. Now, look, uh, I am not going to pretend that I'm an expert on this topic and I'm not speaking for them and I don't want to try to pretend like I can get directly into their heads, but here's what it reminds me of right off the bat. When I was in college... My favorite class was, not surprisingly, philosophy class. Um, you might actually guess that it was something more scientific because I did love, you know, physics and all biology and all that. But uh, but philosophy was always the big one for me. And in philosophy, there is this principle called solipsism. And um, the interesting thing about solipsism is that it is more or less the belief that the only thing that actually exists, or at very least can be proven to exist, is you. That, you know, you are here, you know that about yourself, but you can't ever know if anything outside of your own brain is actually there, including other people, or anything about the environment, that it's kind of like, you could say like the Matrix, like for all you know, you could be um, stocked away on a rack in some big factory with electrodes in your head or whatever, just giving you this whole virtual experience. Uh, to bring it home in a little more organic way, I mean, look at dreams. I mean, when you're dreaming, you believe that dream is real, so what's to say that you're not dreaming right now. I mean, for all you know, this could be a big dream that you just have to snap out of. And I've even alluded to that in telling you about my principle for lucid living. So a solipsist believes that he or she is the only mind that really is there or to soften it a bit that there's no way of knowing outside of it. And, and you know what, frankly, um, I think I have to agree with that, that there's no way of absolutely proving that I, Joshua P. Warren, am not the only thing that exists uh, 
and that this whole world around me is just um, some type of a dream or an illusion. And that is why the French philosopher René Descartes, who lived in the 1600s, became so famous for his phrase, I think, therefore I am. And so, in other words, that's all you really get to know. So I can even say, I, Joshua P. Warren, think, and therefore I am. But that doesn't say anything about you and your reality and your your existence. And so I remember when we were studying all of these principles about using the, the 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 human like using yourself as the reference point for how to observe and document and measure reality there are these funny examples like for example um i remember my philosophy professor dr howard saying when you're standing in a field and you're standing next to a tree the tree looks a lot taller than you but if you walk away from the tree and you turn around it looks like the tree has shrunk now how do you know that the tree did not actually shrink so I mean how do you prove that so let's say you take a ruler And you take out the ruler and you look at the inches of the ruler and you say, well, I know how big this ruler is, so I'm going to go put this up next to the trunk of the tree. And then you go to the tree and you prop the ruler up on it and uh, everything looks good. The tree's taller than you. The ruler looks fine. And then you turn around, you walk away and you look back. Now the tree has shrunk, but guess what? The ruler has shrunk also. So how do you know that all these things aren't actually shrinking when you walk away from them? All right, so these are the kinds of questions that that these, these might seem silly to you, but they're actually not if you want to start digging deep into how to perceive reality. And so I think a lot of the flat earthers are probably feeling this way. Uh, They have more of a solipsistic point of view where it's like, look, uh, I've never been to the moon, so I, I can't say if anybody's been to the moon. You know, I've never seen a round earth for myself, so I can't say all I've seen is A, B, or C, or D. And they sort of reference things in terms of all that they have perceived without trusting these models that are being given. And I must tell you, that if you look at some of the models that the flat earth societies use, they are pretty brilliant. So generally, the model that flat earthers use uh, looks like this. I'm going to describe this for you, so try to visualize it. They think that um, the earth is a flat disk that's floating in outer space. So you can kind of imagine it as like a record that's just sort of hovering there in uh, in midair 
or whatever, not midair, just hovering in space. Okay, so in the middle of the record, we have snow, and that snowy spot is the North Pole. And then all around the entire outer edge, we have snow, and that is Antarctica. And then all of the continents are spread out in various positions around the record. So what that means is if you, you start at any spot at any one of these continents, if you travel north, eventually you're going to hit the North Pole. And uh, then if you travel south, eventually you're going to hit Antarctica. And I guess that um, it's a lot easier for them to plant a seed of doubt about Antarctica because very, very few people get to go to Antarctica. And, uh, And there are all kinds of conspiracy theories about Antarctica anyway, you know, hidden ships and stuff like that. Just recently, there was a big news story, probably less than a month ago, where scientists discovered a shitload of new penguins in Antarctica. Over a million of them that nobody knew were there, just walking around as a big flock. I guess that's what you call them, a flock of penguins. Um, A colony, a colony of penguins, perhaps. And so... um, you know, it's a very un- unexplored territory there, Antarctica. Who knows what's down there? So I can see why that, that makes it easy uh, for them to, to claim that there's an edge there that, like, if you just flew and you kept flying straight, you eventually should go off the edge of the Earth um, on the other side of Antarctica. So, again, imagine a disk, white spot in the middle, that's the North Pole, white ring all around the edge that's antarctica and so um that's sort of the layout it's all flat now the moon and the stars and the sun and all that are above this disc and in many cases though they're only thousands of feet above and you know some people believe they're not hundreds of thousands of miles away or millions of miles away that they're just not as not that far up there really and that the sun and the moon and the stars are kind of spinning around above this disc so i guess they'd be going uh clockwise or let's see I guess, yeah, well, maybe maybe it's counterclockwise, actually. But anyway, the, these, these bodies are spinning around the disk above. So, in other words, if, you, if that model were true, okay, if that model were true, then much of what you experience on a daily basis would still probably look the same. I mean, if, if from your point of view as one individual looking around, most things would, would pretty much look the same. So, it is a pretty brilliant model if you are you know trying to to lawyer somebody into believing that the earth is flat but that said um let me just hit some of the little highlights here that scientists say you can use to prove that the earth is not flat now for one thing if you're going to believe the earth is flat 
you've got to be a major conspiracy theorist. I mean, it's one thing to believe in a conspiracy like a group or a cabal of agents or whatever got together and assassinated somebody or to believe that NASA could hide information about the moon because that was really, you know, just a handful of people who ever walked on the moon, 12 people, supposedly, um, despite the fact that, you know, there were thousands and thousands of people involved in the, the projects. I mean, still, there were only 12, supposedly, who actually got to walk. So you could be like, oh, yeah, that's you can influence 12 people, you know, hypnotize them, drug them, kill them off if you need to, I mean, whatever. I mean, there are, there are certain conspiracies out there which are absolutely believable. I mean, don't forget now, during World War II, there were thousands and thousands of people working on the Manhattan Project to develop the atomic bomb, and they all kept that secret. They succeeded in that. You know, Look at the D-Day invasion. My God, what an operation that was. And um, they came so close on so many occasions of word getting out about that. But that was still kept secret enough that it surprised Hitler and the Nazis, especially Hitler. Some of his generals didn't believe that D-Day was going to go down that way. But nonetheless, you know, Hitler made some very bad decisions because he he didn't have uh, the belief that it was going to occur the way it did because they kept it such a good secret. So there are examples of massive operations involving thousands of people being kept a secret. But listen, the idea that the earth is flat instead of round and that so many people, especially in this time, in in the year 2018, when you have all these different companies launching satellites and... uh, and using telescopes and you know flying around conducting operations to believe that all that could be a conspiracy uh, is insane, in my opinion. Okay, there's just no way. There's no way that many people. You you would have to be pretty much like an outright solipsist and just believe there's no uh, there's nothing outside of my perception. Um, to go to go that far and and have any kind of logic attached to it, because if you believe that there are other humans out there that are experiencing the world the way you are, and that they're going out and doing things like flying around in the sky and telling you about it, then um, I I just don't think that you know you you could do that without being such a conspiracy theorist that you're 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 nuts. Uh, you're paranoid about the the entire uh, concept of living within a society or a civilization. But okay, fine. Let's say I'm the crazy one, right? And you still you you believe that you believe this. Everybody's conspiring. Well, there are some other little things you can do, like for example, if you go out to a nice part of the ocean and you watch a ship approach on the horizon Um, the ship it gets taller and taller as it gets closer and closer so in other words you as you're looking off you just see the the top of the ship and then as it gets closer you see a little lower and a little lower and a little lower and it appears 
sort of gradually because as it's approaching you, it's actually rising up the curvature of the Earth. So that's something that you should you can just go out and see for yourself. I mean, uh, if the Earth were flat, then it shouldn't appear that way. I can see if it were flat how it might be just like a little dot, and that dot expands and gets bigger. But you wouldn't see it as if you just see the top, and then gradually it seems to sort of rise out of the water as it gets closer to you unless it were going over a curve. And then there are ways that you can look at... Um, at shadows, you take two sticks, you put them in the ground at the same time, a bit of a distance apart. Uh, the shadows would look differently than they do. I, this is too hard to explain. You can look this up on the internet. But basically, if this were a flat earth with the sun spinning around, the shadows would look one way as opposed to another. So there, there's a list of like simple things experiments that you can do on your own that should make it clear to you that this is in fact more or less a ball not to say that the earth is a perfect sphere i think i've always heard it's a little bit pear-shaped actually but um but it's more or less you know round it's certainly not a flat disc and uh, from everything that we know about how things work in nature, that doesn't make much sense either. Just like when you blow a soap bubble and, you know, surface tension turns it into that spherical shape. Um, so I could go on with this, but um, I figure, you know, I may as well address it because you hear from time to time that people believe this. But you may not know, like, why, like, what's the real deal here, you know? And and frankly, I'm not sure what the agenda is. You might think to yourself, like, well, why would somebody want to believe that? Is there some reason here? Is there some funding or grant for flat earth believers? Like, what's the point of that? No, I, I think it's just a sincere belief that, that these uh, folks have. That's what I think. So I'm sorry if I've offended any flat earth believers out there, but um, that's my opinion that there is, uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating concept and uh, I'm sure at some point it could be turned into a killer movie where, you know, some, some adventurer discovers the earth is flat and goes out and maybe he goes and explores the underside. <laughs> There's a sci-fi novel, The Underside of the Earth Disc, or whatever. The opposite side of Earth. But um, it's kind of like the hollow Earth stuff, isn't it? People love that. There's actually more of a possible believability to the hollow Earth stuff than the flat Earth stuff. And I've done a lot on the hollow Earth stuff. Uh, in fact, if you go to YouTube and uh, you type in my name and Hollow Earth, I think that uh, there's a video there that features me um, reading a passage from one of Tim Beckley's books about the Hollow Earth. Or if you go to speakingofstrange.com, um, there is a list of podcasts there, and one of them is called the Speaking of Strange Report that I did last year, I guess, where it's, it's the same thing, you know, I'm reading about the hollow earth theory, 
But Hollow Earth has its own set of problems. But Hollow Earth is actually more believable than um, than Flat Earth. I mean, we've never been, supposedly, to the center of the Earth. I mean, that's kind of striking, isn't it? You have no idea what a challenge that would be. We, are, we have all kinds of people who say we've gone up into space and flown around and looked down at things and we'll give you pictures and images and you get satellite reception on all these different devices and things. But nobody claims to have been to the center of the Earth. That is a much bigger mystery in many ways. We, th- we think we know what's there, but, but we don't. Maybe at some point I'll take some of my audio at least as a bonus, and replay it here for you about the uh, hollow earth. But uh, anyway, look, uh, that's going to do it for today. And um, tomorrow, I doubt I'll be leaving one of these for you because if all goes according to plan, I'm supposed to be participating in a major television shoot. And uh, I'll find out if I'm able to tell you what it is because it's pretty exciting if all this works out the way it's supposed to um so yeah i'll give myself a break from doing podcasting tomorrow to make sure i have all my my energy for this television program but in the meantime uh as usual i really hope that you will if you enjoy these podcasts go to my website joshuapwarren.com There is no period after the P if you go to joshuapwarren.com. And uh, when you get there, click around. You know, there's a section called the Gallery of the Strange. And it's got all kinds of wild pictures and video clips. Um, I've got a curiosity shop there. You'll find information about my big upcoming event in Las Vegas. I cannot wait to meet and party with so many of you there. It's a one-time only event. Only 100 people get to experience this. Uh, all that kind of information is there. And right there on the homepage, you'll see a little red box in the top right-hand corner that will take you to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. And uh, there are various ways you can subscribe or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.